Come on. Let me tell you about the facts of life. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host Zakia and these are the facts of my life. Uh, Before we continue the podcast, I need everybody to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Um, And make sure that you guys are following the podcast on Instagram, Facts of Life Podcast, on Twitter, Facts of Life Pod, and on Facebook at Facts of Life Podcast. Uh, We do have a guest on this episode, which I'm really excited for you guys to hear. Um, and it'll be coming up soon. But thank you guys again for listening to Facts of Life. I appreciate you and enjoy the rest of the episode. Let's start off with um, living uh, my best life. How are you? And so this is this means like you know, get right to it. <laughs> yeah, like okay. what's going on in your week, um, the day, the month? Um, you have any? New thing. I know Sheridan was on the show. This was like a couple years I ago. I know. Time is yeah. long. That was a couple years ago. Yeah. But it was good though. Yeah. Good um, so just let us know what's going on. Yeah. How you living your best life? Well, you know, it's the new year and, you know, trying to just stay level-headed. Because mm-hmm. I think um, in the past, for me in the past, like, you put so much pressure on yourself when the new year comes around. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm really just in a state of like, just getting my ducks in a row, but also like just enjoying the calmness of the year, like a calmness mm. of January. So I have a lot of projects that I'm working on that I have set a goal to be done with in March to be able to like release them. So now I'm just really spending time like just working on those and just like resting and relaxing. I hear you. And just being intentional. I think my focus this year is being more intentional and also like being more, like you were saying earlier, like being open to being more spontaneous and being like, okay, let me just... I have Same. an open day. Like, yeah. let me just go with the flow of the day. Right. I, like, in past years, I was definitely that person where, like, my weekend was, like, planned out from, like, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Like, I had plans. So, right. I've really been intentional about just kind of being more open. Yeah. To I allow other stuff to come in. Yeah. I hear you. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm working on that, too. Being yeah. open and spontaneous. But I, when I do it, when I'm in the mood to do it, like, you yeah. know, I try my best to do it. And, um. Yeah, it's cool. I've been resting too. Like that's what has been going on in my life. I'm I'm just trying to think. Like I haven't really been doing much. Cause coming off the holidays yeah. is like so much. It's like I'm just trying. And a lot of my I, my birthday's in December, and a lot of my friends' birthdays are like around this time. So by the time January first comes around, I'm like. Don't Exhausted. ask me to do nothing. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere. Don't right. call me. And I'll still do so, but I'm just like, I just need to recuperate because we've been going hard for like 60 days. I'm right. Tired. Yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, I've been doing the same thing. I've been resting. Yeah. I've been cooking a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I've been like doing a lot of brunch. I don't know what's going on, but. Brunch is life because you can come home. <laughs> <laughs> you can get daily and eat like six o'clock. It's like, it was really fun. I right. really enjoyed our time. I'm about to go home. Yeah. Well, no, I've been cooking brunch at home. I did go to brunch I'll last week better, though. Okay. 
You've been really responsible. Yeah, I've been I've been doing that's I've been doing yeah. I've been trying to work on my finances. I'm not gonna lie. It's not always easy, like cause it's like a lifestyle that you have to live and you have right. to like transition from doing the lifestyle. Yeah. And so it's like it's baby steps. I started working on it last year, but you know, um that's it's getting a little better. Oh, I'm looking for a new job. Yeah, I started. I started um, the process of getting help with looking for a new job. That's always good. Um, what else has been going on? I feel like you were trying to get some new running shoes. Oh yeah. Yes. I'm trying to start exercising yes. more this year. Yes, that's really important because like there was a point where I was not going to the gym. Like once I went over to like the vegetarian plant-based right. uh diet i saw that i was losing weight so i was like okay i'm gonna go good. to the gym True. yeah but now like i just i've been doing the same routine every yeah. day so i'm like i need to switch it up and do something different right. to like give myself i don't know a different perspective yeah. and outlook on life or whatever so like yeah i've been exercising a little bit more and trying to you know push through yeah mm -hmm. trying to look right i want to go swimming this summer look, so my boy Harvey, you know <laughs> you feel me like they got me excited for real, oh, for real. i need to get ready for whatever trip I have <laughs> right i'm not i don't even have any beach trips planned this year but like you never know it's january shit oh i, I plan then, yeah i plan two trips to the east coast so we'll see i don't know i, I may coast. have to go i do <laughs> i love that's I have like, not been anywhere on the East Coast, unfortunately. You gotta do it. I'm just more of a like, I really like going places that are pretty and that have like beaches and stuff. And I know people are like, there's beaches? No, it's not the same thing. Yeah. So I do wanna go just so I can go and be like, do I even like the East Coast? Like, I might go and love it. Right. Yeah. People have told me that they think I really would like New York, but usually I always pick places where it's like there's a beach somewhere, like in the horizon. Even yeah. if I don't go to the <laughs> I know it's it like has down to be there, it has yes. to be available. But so, New York has beaches, though. But that's it's what like, I'm saying. <laughs> I've never been to a beach in New York. Um, I've been to like you know parks, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not. I can't even tell you which beach to go to. Somebody told me the exact same thing. They're like, well, you know, New York has beaches. Like, and who's going to New York to go to the beach? Yeah, like, that's really? like. If you go to like Jersey Shore or something, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But if you like in New York in a city, like nobody's going there to visit a beach. That's like, hilarious. absolutely not. But. You know, it's there. You have the Anything's option. Anything's possible, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's how we're living our best life. Um, now we're going to move on to the show love portion of the um, podcast where we show love. We highlight entrepreneurs, okay. bloggers, vloggers, anybody that's doing something. Yes. In the community. So this week, um, I chose uh, Wake Up With Marley. Okay. Um, and she is a plant-based yeah. blog. Yeah, yeah. She has a plant-based mm -hmm. blog for beginners, and she's based in New York. Um, and her blog is, like, short of a year old. Okay. Um, but me, personally, I've learned a lot from her. Um, yeah. You know, I know how to cook, but it's just, like, having a different perspective. And right. she's also Caribbean, too. She's Haitian. So, so she, her food tastes good. Yeah, I, I've never tasted it, but yeah. it always looks the good. The recipes, yeah. Yeah, she has, like, ignited me to, like, want to get in the kitchen more yeah. and, like, find some new knives so I can cut my fruit the proper way. <laughs> like, I'll be, one, I'll, be in the, uh, I'll be on Macy's all the time, like, looking at knife sets. That's and... how you know when we're getting older. <laughs> exactly. 
don't even feel bad about it. I don't exactly, even feel bad about it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, if you have the chance, check her out on Instagram. She's on Twitter, too. Um, and I know that she is working on launching an app um, this month. I'm not sure, like, the day mm-hmm. of it's coming out, but... I know that just following her, a lot of people ask for measurements, and so I think there will be measurements on there on her app. Um, No freestyling. Yeah, (laughs) so um, just a more intimate experience for you to, you know, get right in the kitchen which i'm excited about i don't really use measurements either but i know people i don't use measurements need them unless it's Um, something that i've like never never made before right other than that i'm like so people ask me for recipes i'm like (laughs) um i can tell you everything that i put in there but like if i sit here and tell you oh this is in this like i eyeball everything i'm like this looks like a good amount of seasoning like right yeah i definitely season to taste too like i i don't know what to tell you i i don't have yeah i'm sorry i can tell you everything that went in there Mm -hmm. but the process no exactly lingerie is about a year old it's over a year old actually we've made a year in october um so basically the idea came from well one i'm always just thinking of ideas to make money because once you like start your first business and you're like okay like what else can i do right but at the time i was hanging out with a lot of um older women like one lady her name's elisa bokeen she's a sex therapist Mm. and i was heavily involved with a um it's a studio in third world called the women's earth mm-hmm. and so i was meeting all these women of all different backgrounds all different ages and just learning different things about like what it means to like be a woman and like mm-hmm. embody that because you know we're, we're in our 20s so it's like we don't we know we don't really know you right know? we still got right. a lot of learning to do mm-hmm. and so being around i would say especially being around elisa and there was another lady uh sharice they just embody like womanhood and like not even just femininity but just like the essence of being a woman i think being a woman is more than being feminine right and being around them i was just i felt like there was like a gap like a lot of women especially black women i can only speak from the black woman experience Mm -hmm. we aren't like we aren't raised to like just be comfortable like being a woman like we always like we have to be strong and we gotta be controlling of everything we gotta do this and this and we're not just here like just right. being present mm-hmm. and talking to women like talking to women our age in our 20s talking to women that are 35 and up who have kids and a husband it is missing like something was missing where it's like i don't know how to just be a sexy ass woman without being sexy for my husband or mm-hmm. being sexy because i'm going out trying to find a man or trying to look cute on the gram right and so with the lingerie with the untamed really like i thought about it in a sense of how do i want to inspire women mm-hmm. to feel comfortable like being sexy and so the lingerie came about because it's like okay you can have lingerie if you want to wear lingerie under we could have lingerie on right now right if you want to wear lingerie under your outfit when you're at the club you want to wear lingerie because you're at home watching netflix and mm-hmm. you just want to feel sexy for yourself right and like what more than feeling sexy with like some sexy lace Oh, and some see-through ropes. Mm-hmm. So that came about. <laughs> I'm, but seriously, no, though. I hear you. Yeah, so that came about. Um, and then also, like in the future, I want to expand and like offer other products. But really, the mission of Untamed Lingerie is to inspire women to feel sexy, like no matter what, like no matter if you're a mom or not a mom or divorced or married or you know everything in between right um and so with that that's kind of how i started doing the events because i was like okay laundry is cool but it's like 
I want to take it a step further and provide resources. So then we started mm-hmm. having untamed nights where we would bring out like Elisa Bokeem, who's a sex therapist, or we would do sexy game nights, or we would have a tantra night to where people can come and just break the taboo. Like, I guess I'm that, like, I'm a break the taboo type of person. Like, right. My friend that uh, she goes, she comes to a lot of the events and she's like, you're very good at making people feel comfortable in the uncomfortable. Because it's like life is too short to feel like you can't talk about certain things or you right. can't do certain things. It's like you might as well do it. Right. And just be free. Be yeah. I love that because, you know, I, I've i never really worn lingerie like A lot that. of people haven't. Like, I have like one thing I've worn yeah. for like a guy, but it wasn't like super sexy. But like, I'm starting right. to like, you know, figure out like who I am right. as a person, as a yeah. woman. So, like, yeah, I become more interested in it. And like, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, it's becoming a, not a thing, but like more is, women though. are it's embracing. Yeah. yeah. Women like, are like, I want to feel comfortable being me no matter what. Cause you right. don't realize that you. I don't think as women, and especially as black women, you don't realize how, like, certain things that are ingrained in us, like being strong and being aggressive to an extent, because we mm-hmm. that's how we've had to operate. Like, right. that's just, that's the only thing that we've known to do. And so, it made me think about it, because I just went to this aerial uh, twerk yoga class. Yeah, so everybody was like, oh my God, so mm-hmm. we're going to do it again. But doing the class made me realize, like, how as women, we're just not, we're not naturally, like, comfortable in our body like you have to it's a learned thing unless you were raised that way and i don't think mm-hmm. most women i know are not ra- like we're just not raised that way like, no we're just not so no Hi. um and now that you said that that made me think because like i went to dancing school as yeah. a child up until like i think my junior year in high school like i was going to dancing school mm-hmm. so like yeah i kind of learned how to like be sexy right. not, to an extent right. you know at, that was appropriate for right, my age right, yeah. you know <laughs> and so like now with social media going mm-hmm. on it's like you know if you don't look like these girls right. on Instagram you feel like you're not good enough right. or whatever and like that's why I'm grateful that yeah. you know Lori Har- Harvey and her little crew right. they they bringing it back you know right. like you don't have to like do the most right. to like look sexy or to look well natural bodies are in even yeah. though I don't know if all their bodies are natural but they're right. natural looking yeah. but I think it's just people are people want what's real right. you know at the end of the day like people people want what's real and what looks real and what feels real. Even like we talk about, even though everything doesn't revolve around men, but I think people have this notion of like, oh, well, men don't like this or people don't like that. And it's like, half the time you talk to these men and it's like, I don't even care that you, why do you have this on? Like, right. why do you have these lashes on? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And it's not that women are doing it for that, but I think mm-hmm. sometimes there are and you don't realize how, how people just in general value you being like your natural Right, self. your natural self, yeah. And I your agree. natural self, because Instagram bodies are not real. They're not real. And then it's like... No offense to women that, you know... Yeah, and then it's like, that, we but... do... And then some some people, they do the most to, like, look like those girls. Right. And it's like, you know, it's just not realistic. It's just not, you know? And you know what I started doing? When I do yoga at home now, mm. like, I try to do it in the mirror. So I'm looking at yes. myself and, like just doing that a couple of times has made me feel even better about myself like i'll be popping in splits you know what i mean in the mirror like (laughs) right exactly like let's do that so 
yeah. and people, I think we've, I, I don't know if it's because of our age or just also like the time that we're living in, but mm-hmm. I think people are just learning to be more comfortable, like being you and right. showing up as you and showing up as whatever that means. And right. usually that's probably some untamed version of you and you just think you got to be cookie cutter and it's like, nobody cares about that. Yeah. Actually, we prefer yeah. you to be your raw natural self versus like, oh, I'm here and I'm Miss Prim and Proper and it's like, nobody really cares about that. Right. And it's, it's definitely going to take time because like, Oh, yeah. Even, like, being back home, like, I was never this open, like, about yeah. one sex and, like, right. going out Everybody's doing it. Yeah, so I'm just, <laughs> that like... That was my thing. It's, like, everybody's having sex. Everybody's yeah. doing a lot of shit. Shit in the sex. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's a lot of shit. Well, that yeah. makes me so we did this, um, we did this, we had a game night. One of our first events, we had a game night, and we did, like taboo bingo mm. and so the bingo was like nobody better sell this idea but <laughs> we did this bingo where it's like we put a whole bunch of this like nasty like shit on there but you had to go like talk to people and it's like do you like to get your toes sucked and it's like oh yes i do <laughs> and at first people were like oh my god like y'all yeah, are making this, like, this but then after a while you're just like everybody's doing it everybody's it's you're not, not the only like, person that likes to get your toes sucked right like, you know it's, it's just a it's people are taboo about Things that shouldn't be tapped. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, moral of the story is to live your best untamed life. Do, do it. Basically. Do it. Because life's too short. Do it scared, right? Because yeah. I don't want to be one of those. But I think what, what made me kind of grow into that too is like, I don't want to be 45 or 60 or 70 and be like, I could have been out here just being a thought pocket. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> Not a thought pocket. You know what I mean? Like, you think, like, oh, I don't want to. Um, I've talked to like some of my friends' moms and they're like, if I was 25 again or 26 again, like, I definitely would be wearing such and such because your boobs are not going to look like that forever and y'all mm-hmm. out here trying to cover your bodies up and it's like, you ain't going to always be able to walk around doing stuff that you want to do. So. Right. I hear you. So what do you wish you would have known starting out um, versus now um, with the with your company? Um, That's a hard one. Oh, my bad. No, it's not even anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, I was, you know what I would say? And I tell people this, but I didn't follow my own advice. Um, I suffer from perfectionism sometimes. And I would have probably, like, not invested so much money up front mm. to make everything be perfect. Where it's like, I could have been half of that and still produce the same quality. If that makes sense. So, a lot of people, I'll speak for myself. A mm. lot of us, like... I spend a lot of money, like, getting photography done, like, buying tons of product, like, buying the venue to get the photo shoot done, like, a lot, all those things, and it's like, while that was great, it's like, I probably could have accomplished the same thing with half of the investment, mm. so that's my thing, it's, even now, when I think about other business ventures I want to start, it's like, you don't have to, like, do it all at one time, you don't have to $2,000 to do this, like, yeah. just... Start small and grow. And I, I suffer from that because you want to you wanna release things that are perfect, but it's never going to be perfect when you release it. And you're going to change yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I think that's my yeah. my problem, too. Um, but we could get into that later. I mean, <laughs> but the real thing, though, even that, I'll say that, and I will also say um, with also with the perfectionism, being okay with things changing. Mm. Because before I launched my un- House of Untamed, I was going under Southern Couture. Like, that right. was my first brand. Mm-hmm. And a good friend of mine um, that also does my photography, she was just like, I mean, it's okay if that's, like, you're not Southern Couture anymore. You're just, that's, you've outgrown your brand. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get, um, we get 
afraid even now like with me deciding to kind of not do as many marketing projects mm -hmm. we feel like oh we're we're in this lane and i don't want people to think we've i'm i'm doing a new business every month and it's like they're not paying your bills so if you do do a new business every month who cares because right. they're not paying your bills i think people are just afraid of saying yeah this wine worked for me and a month from now i, I decided to launch champagne you know what right. i mean and not feeling like you have to be ashamed of changing your mind or evolving so. right so what made you like um step away from southern couture I just, I grew into Untamed. Like, okay. I think my brands have always represented, like, where I'm at in life. Okay. So, Southern Couture was my, and I was still doing the same services, but Southern mm -hmm. Couture, I launched right after I graduated. Well, I launched it while I was at school, and I started off doing, like, interviews with my friends who, like, were in the arts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was doing blogging, because I was like, you're a marketing major, like, have something to show for it. Right. And so, over the years, it grew. Like, I started doing websites, social media, like, any type of marketing. And then somewhere along the line, like I hit like 25, 24, 25. And I was just like, this is cute, but it's like, it's not me anymore. And then that's mm -hmm. when I started getting more into the, I came up with a name for Untamed and I was like, okay, I like Untamed Lingerie. And then we started doing the events, Untamed Nights. And then I had Southern Couture still there. And I was like, these are like two totally different things. Like mm -hmm. Southern Couture and it's like, you got Untamed Nights, Untamed Lingerie. And then I was like, I'm just going to change my marketing to Untamed Marketing and have a house of untamed but it really was just like i didn't feel like my brand like represented me anymore which is why i also changed my instagram name because before it was southern couture right and my um photographer morgan she was just like you should just change your instagram name to your name like you be your brand that way if you do two years from now i decide to be a vegan chef it's like okay well her name has always been sheridan yeah yeah and i just yeah you just have to recognize when you are evolving and be okay with letting whatever go does not serve you anymore Yes, get into that word. You know, people. just <laughs> I've been doing the work. Okay, get into that I've been word. Doing, you have okay. to let go of what is like. That's we all struggle with it. I struggle with it. Yeah, of course, of course. It's gonna. It always like takes time, you know, because like in the moment you're like, oh no, I can't let this go. Right, because it's your identity to an extent. Right. Know? Cause I was like, well, what if people don't know like to look? Cause like I used to go by Southern Couture, and it's like mm -hmm. now they know to say Untamed. So it's like people will pay attention. If, yeah, you know if they if they fuck with you, like yeah, of yeah, they're gonna they adjust know. accordingly. Like right now, people are like, okay, Miss Untamed. I'm like, okay, what's catching on? So right, okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so what's something you have failed at during your creative journey, your entrepreneurship journey? Cause like. I feel like a lot of, and not saying like, you know, everybody does this, mm -hmm. but you know, we like to focus on the end result oh, for and sure. then, you know, we have to understand that there's steps and there's, there's levels and there's processes like to get to where mm -hmm. you're at. So what do you feel like? I would probably say stretching that? myself too thin. Okay. And which is something I'm like just now coming to grasp with. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, um, I go to like counseling. I have a therapist because my job pays for it. It's like, why not go? Yes, ma'am. And so we, all, we talk about everything though. Like, sometimes <laughs> we talk about relationships and I'm like, I'm not here to talk about these people. I want to talk yeah. about the money and the job. <laughs> I did that a couple weeks ago. She was like, whatever you want to talk about, that's fine. Right. And so she, because she's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so she was just like, I think that you've just stretched yourself too thin. Like you're trying to do marketing and you're trying to do events and you're trying to do lingerie what do you really like to do? And I was like, well, I really love doing events. Like, that's mm -hmm. just... Marketing's my thing. Like, I went to school for it, mm -hmm. and I'm good at it, but it's also, like, I'm not passionate about it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was, I would say... I don't even know if I would consider it a failure, but it's it's just, like, a 
stretching yourself too thin will make you not accomplish anything. Right. Because you're trying to make this succeed and you're trying to make this succeed in this and you're not getting anything done. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say that. I would say the other thing is probably just not having good work-life balance at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Because I was that, I'm just, I like to make money. So I would like go to work and then I would, um, I would go to work and then I would come home and like be doing stuff like every night for like hours. Mm. And so that wasn't always beneficial, you know? Yeah. It's not beneficial. It's not beneficial for your relationships and your friendships because mm. people are like, I just want to come home and talk to you and you are doing all this other stuff. Right. So I would say that's the other thing. And last year I really challenged myself to be like, when you get home after a certain time, like work is cut it off. Yeah. yeah. Like you, it just, it forces you to be better at time management too. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm working on that, too. Like, I think my my biggest thing is, like, and this is this is what my problem was, yeah. like, because in college, you know, I was taking six classes. Right. I was on the step team. I was in yeah. NAACP. I was okay, working, okay. like, two jobs. So yeah. I was constantly right. on the move, you know. And then when I finally graduated, I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, now I'm back in the position where it's like, I'm working two jobs again. Right. I'm trying to work on the podcast, right. do events. And it's like, um, Thanksgiving, I got sick. And um, I was in the bed like that whole weekend. That'll happen to yeah, because I was just like the universe is constantly you down. like, I was like, huh? Okay, because yeah. you don't want to sit down yourself. I'm going to. I'm gonna figure it out right. for you. I'm making yeah. it And it's like, and I was also feeling like there will be times like I would rest. Yeah. And like you feel guilty. Like I should be That's able to do something. Not that to learn that though, because and I think all of my friends to an extent, not all of them, but a good majority of them, they they definitely like value their sleep more than I do <laughs> so but it's, it's forced me to have to learn because I definitely was that person like I'm gonna go hard all night and then wake up and come do a podcast like yeah. and not care because I I placed my value in like how much work I was doing right and so having like close friends of mine who they're like I'll sleep for like five hours and take a nap and it's like okay I have to learn to do that and, like right. you know, like, chill out yeah I'm always like even as a kid my mom would be like you don't know when to sit down <laughs> Like, she's like, that's why you're getting sick, because you don't right. have to sit down. I'm like, because I just always feel like I have to be doing stuff. Yeah. But it is a, it's, there's a, there is a, um, there's a benefit and a gift in being able to just rest. Because then you're right. all, we're not always going to have this time. We're going to have husbands and kids and. Eventually. And then right. I'm, a, I'm about to be hiding <laughs> in my closet like, I just need 30 minutes, guys. Right, like, exactly. leave me alone. Right. It's not so, about you anymore. I always tell my friends that I'm like, <laughs> as much as people are like, oh, I want a boo and I want to do this, and it's like this is your last time of life where you're not gonna have somebody else be responsible for. Ex- so I'm gonna like, enjoy every every, every minute, <laughs> every minute of it, like every, every minute. minute. Yeah, my grandmother told me that too. She was like, "Stay single as long as you not can." Not as long as you can. Cause but what like, about the kids though? Well, I mean, she loves us. Yeah, but she's like, you know. It, like I'm just thinking like growing up like even being at her house like yeah. she would eat last you know like she would serve everybody my mom less because she takes a long time to make her plate oh okay. no my, <laughs> my grandmother would make sure like man we've already been we've been eating like three minutes <laughs> we try to wait on you but you trying to fix a whole platter right but my grandmother she would always eat last yeah. because she would make sure we all have food first Listen. so I'm like 
to my future grandkids. <laughs> um, I like to eat. So right, so we all eat I'm at the same time. I'm grandmother like, the food is ready. Y'all can fix y'all's plate. Right. Because I'm at the table eating already. Yeah, she would make, she would serve everybody and then she, sometimes it would not yeah. be a lot left, but she would still eat it, you know? And like, yeah, so. Well, I think we're the first generation too, like, where we have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like my, my, I think, the generation for our parents like our grandparents they the timeline of like going to school going to college getting married was very like overlapping yeah like my grandfather passed two years ago almost and my grandmother was like this is the first time i've like just chilled out just been like by myself you Mm -hmm. know like you don't know what to do because you're like i've been always dating somebody for like Right. Six, seven years. So, yeah. and even with, I think, our parents' generation, I mean, everybody's parents are different, but I think that across the board, it seems like our generation is the first generation where it's like, we went to college and we're taking some time in between before we get married. Like, right. My mom went straight from, like, her house to being married with my dad. Like, Damn. and a lot of people, you know, situations like that. So, our mm-hmm. mothers look at us and they're like, do please it while live you your life. Yeah. Yes. Please take your time. Like, right. enjoy yourself. Right. That's good. All right, so what has been your proudest moment since starting Untamed Lingerie? Ooh. I would say the first thing that stuck out was planning a fashion show, mm-hmm. like across the board. Mm-hmm. I would say we planned a fashion show. We had it last July. And even though I'm an event planner, like that was definitely like a different type of... I've never done a fashion show. I've done mm-hmm. galas. I've done pop-up shops. Mm-hmm. But a fashion show is a different breed of like things to do. Um, and that was something I had put on my bucket list for January of last year. So I was like, you put it up there. You've told people like, now you got to be accountable for it. Mm-hmm. So it just re- really well. Like I was very nervous. Like you can ask, um, my friend Tori, the one that I, we host the events together. And yeah. I, the day of events, like I spaz out. I'm like, no, like this is not, it's not going to be good. Like all this mm-hmm. stuff is going wrong. He's just like, first of all, I need you to just <laughs> bring it back down. But that would, I would say thus far, that's been the proudest moment is just being like, okay, not only do I have a line, but it's like we've made a whole fashion show out of it. And it was, right. it was a big task. And once we did it, I was just like, man, we had a whole fashion show. Like, that's some crazy ass shit. So yeah. like, we did that. Like, I can do it again now that it's been done. But mm-hmm. it was definitely out of my comfort zone. But I'm one of those people, once I'm in it, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta see it to the other side. Right. So. That's great. That's great. I'm I'm happy for you. you. Congratulations. Thanks. On the one year and then the fashion show. Yes. Like it's been a lot of growth. Yeah. It's, entrepreneurship will definitely like it forces you to grow. Mm-hmm. If you want to succeed. I mean, you know that. It's like if you want to succeed, you're gonna have to grow. Yeah. Period. It's no No, there's no other option. Yeah, there's like, no other option. It's either you're gonna grow or you're gonna be like, okay guys, sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna do anymore. <laughs> right. All right, like, so let's move on to the topic. And so do you have the courage to t- tell your truth about, so branding, we're going to talk about branding, okay. rebranding, and transitioning to um, another career. Okay. So I know we mentioned earlier that mm-hmm. you had the Southern Couture. Right. And now you're in Untamed. Yeah. But also like when you came on the show the first time yeah. um, I know we talked about this a little bit mm. off air but when you came on the show the first time I remember you saying we were talking in the lobby 
and you were saying that you had just quit your job and you were moving you were yeah you had just got another job yes. or something like that so just talk a little bit about transitioning from southern couture to untamed yeah. and then from your old job yeah. to your new job yeah so southern couture to untamed it was like a process i guess like i had southern couture but i think that like southern couture for me represented like my younger self okay. you know and then that's why i was like around 24 25 i was like yeah that's cute but it's like there's a whole other side of you that you're not really like untapping into i'm still like evolving into that person mm -hmm. but um it started with the untamed lingerie like i was like okay like the story from earlier you know i was like okay this is something i want to do but then it also kind of like my brands are always tied to me personally so mm -hmm. i'm never gonna have something that i don't think i can i don't see myself as this person but i'm never gonna have a brand that doesn't represent who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't do that. I have to be like, no, I am untamed. Like, right. I am Southern Couture. Um, I am these charcuterie boys. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so for me, it was just mapping out, like, what I wanted Untamed Lingerie to look like and what I wanted the purpose to be. Because I was like, anybody can have an online lingerie boutique, you know? And so really just tapping into what I wanted my brand to represent. And within that, it was like, showing women of all shapes, sizes, colors. And people say that, but like, if you go to my site and my page, you'll be like, oh no, you have like real ass women on here. Like for real, not cute, curvy, plus size. Like no, like real authentic, like we got cellulite and we, you know, all mm -hmm. that. So first was just mapping out what I wanted Untamed to look like and really represent and then making sure everything I did revolved around that. And so like I said earlier, letting go of Southern Couture wasn't like an instant thing. Like I did Untamed lingerie, and then shortly after, I was like, cool, we can have events and call them Untamed Nights to tie with that. Mm -hmm. And at the time, me and some friends were in like a um, mastermind group. And so we would meet like once a month, kind of discuss our business goals, like how to hold each other accountable. And so Morgan, my friend that does uh, photography, she was just like, well, you know, um, I don't think she said, she didn't tell me to do House of Untamed, but something she said, like, maybe go home and think. And I was just like... I should just make everything under House of Untamed. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because I was like, well, she did suggest changing my Instagram name. She's like, well, I would just change your Instagram name. I don't think Southern Consort really represents who you are anymore. Just change it to Sheridan LeBay. Mm -hmm. And even then when I changed it, I was just like, do I want to change it? Do I want this is what I want to do? Um, so for me, the transition was more mental. Like it was just letting go of the identity of Southern Couture. Because my fear was like, people have, I had Southern Couture for five years at that point. Mm -hmm. So that was like a, a thing like people would introduce me and be like oh this is Sheridan Miss Southern Couture and it's like it was like an identity thing so I was like do I want to let this go and then am I gonna lose business from it right um so it's definitely a mental thing of this brand does not represent you anymore right so what are you gonna do about it mm -hmm. like you have to evolve um so that was the first step of just letting go of Southern Couture and, and it's really just a name at the end of the day because I was still doing the same events or not the same events but my purpose had kind of expanded right um but because before then i was still doing events with southern couture but they were more like cutesy women empowering events and it's like that's cute but like <laughs> i just cute. always want to provide value like that's right. my thing if i'm not providing i don't want to have something just to have something like i want to any event i have i'm like what are people getting out of it like right what's the purpose right because yeah. you can make money doing anything but it's like i don't ever want anybody to come to my event or buy my lingerie or whatever and not get value from it right so for me it was more i guess long story short it was more just a mental thing like once i realized that i was in that transition like even on a personal level mm -hmm. um it helped me transition in a business level because 
for me too, like Southern Couture, when I was in college, because I felt like I had to keep up an appearance, like I was definitely perceived as like Miss Prim and Proper, like, oh, she can do no wrong, like this, she's involved in this, <laughs> right. she's doing this, and it's like, deep, in that, deep down inside, I'm like, I'm a savage, and I just wanna go take tequila shots, you know? Right, exactly. So, something sort of represented like a more cookie-cutter version of myself, and yeah. I was like, I grew to a point where I was just like, I don't really give a fuck about that, like, I don't right. care to appease you, I don't care to appear a certain way, I don't, I don't care for you to think I have it all together because I don't. Right. So it was also literally like letting go of like that person and being like, yes, I'm more so untamed. And some days I'm, you know, I'm at church and I'm like this. And some days it's like I've been drinking for 12 hours. It's a balance. Yeah. It's a healthy balance. Period. But it's like everybody has that in them. Right. That's what inspired me for Untamed to really transition. It's like we all have an untamed side of us and some of us just are resisting that person. Right. But your life will be easier when you acknowledge like, and embrace who you really yeah, are. Yeah, embrace who you are and whatever that may be. And some people's untamed might still be timid. That's, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But just embracing, like, your true self and not feeling like you have to be this prim and proper, like, politically correct person. Because that's boring. Right. And I and think it's just... so crazy. Yeah. And it's just, like, enjoying the journey. Like, right. And a lot of people, including myself, I really haven't found that balance yeah. yet of enjoying the journey of yeah. going wherever I need to go whether right. it's financially right. spiritually emotionally whatever like you know just maybe just being in the flow being like, present yeah. yeah something I've just learned going back to getting rest is mm-hmm. like we are not I heard this phrase somewhere we're human beings and not human doings we feel like we always have to be like doing 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 and it's like we're not giving our life enough chance to unfold because we always have to like have our day planned out and our life planned out and it's like while that's great you still have to be open to the flow of life right period yeah. i agree but i also wanted to like give a little background on the topic because um it was on my mind mm-hmm. because like i'm currently in the process of trying right. to switch careers and um I you know to talk about that too yeah and then i took a you know i took a break from the podcast yes. because like I was just trying to figure out like where I wanted right. the podcast to go because like you right. know when I first started like I was super passionate right. about you know radio right. and like I got a little taste of event yeah. coordinating so it's like my focus has shifted or right. whatever but with the show like I thought about doing a whole new logo right like, I was trying to like because like yeah. I wasn't sure like how to get it to stick like yeah. I know I have something good right but like I just want it to make sense for me and right. my audience you know what I mean so um I wanted to rebrand the uh, podcast mm-hmm. and I was also like figuring out like how I wanted to even brand myself right you know um so I wanted to talk about branding and uh why do you feel like branding matters in okay. this day and age oh I just rebranded my website for the fifth time and it's like <laughs> nobody cares like are you producing good content because right. there are people who have crappy ass websites and they're making million dollars a month because their product is great and their service is great right so I did want to say that just because we all I mean I've done it like I've wanted to I've I wanted to change the Untamed Lingerie website. It's like, why sis? Like, just mm-hmm. sell lingerie. Like, right. Worry about getting rid of some of your inventory first before you're worried about branding. Right. Um, so I will say that just because I think, um, <coughs> I know a lot of people that have businesses or are starting businesses and it's like, people get so caught up in like all of this and it's just like, get something that's good. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars doing all this stuff. Get something that just looks 
good quality and just start putting stuff out right so i just want to say that but um branding is important because you do want to differentiate yourself and branding i hope they stop i was thinking the same thing i was like they outside the window like i'm never home during the day so like i don't even know what time they do these type of shit like i was like it sounds like he's like right here right but um sorry guys yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're going with the flow of life right this is what happens. Y'all gonna get this podcast right. with, this, <laughs> with this grass mold in the back. Right. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, so with branding, branding's important because it does um, it does differentiate you. But that also goes back to what you're saying, too. It's like, do I want to have a brand and have six businesses, or do I just want to know, oh, I know her, and I know I can go to her for this, this, and this. Because I think mm-hmm. that's also where we're shifting to where it's like, we have a lot of brands in, in Houston where it's like, um, like, for example, the first person I can think of is I am Mikos. You know Mikos is? Yeah. yeah. So Mikos, mm-hmm. like, he's not, even though he has, like, Midas group and all that, you know him as Mikos, and you know that he can do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or you know um, Jay Mulan does this, this, and this versus, I mean, she has Jay Mulan agency, but it's also, you know her as the brand, as a person. I'm, right. just, I'm thinking of big names, but there's people all in between that do that, where you just know the person and you rely on them such the and such The skills person. they have. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it, so I think that's, branding is kind of shifting more so on a personal personal approach where it's like I know Sheridan and I know she has these talents I can call her and blah blah blah. Right. Versus oh I know Untamed Lingerie. It's like no I know she does this and blah 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 blah. Right. Which is why my friend was like yeah just change your Instagram name to you to where if you continue to evolve and whatever they can still come back to you. Right. Um, so branding is important but I think the the message behind it and the story behind it. Mm-hmm. So right now um, and I was going to bring this book upstairs. Something told me to bring it but I didn't. <laughs> Right now, what I'm learning, too, is, like, storytelling is really important. Mm. So, people are, you know, you have this and you have this. And it's like, okay, well, I forgot the podcast. They can't see. But you have, you know, you have two different cups. And it's like, these could be the same things in the cup. But I tell you this amazing story about this water. You're going to buy the water over you buy the mimosa because of the story behind it. Right. So, I think that branding is really shifting towards not just, oh, I'm buying Moscato because it's, you know Moscato and they're really good I'm buying Moscato because oh they had such a good story and they started right. in Connecticut and now they're doing this this and this like people are people are getting more attracted to brands because of their story versus just oh you sell good lingerie it's like no she sells lingerie and she's doing all this and it's like mm-hmm. I want to buy the lingerie because I believe in your story right yeah so I think that's um that's something else where branding is kind of shifting more so to what's the story behind it you can have a crappy logo and people still might buy from you because your story is great you know right your your brand or your service and your quality is great right yeah um i didn't really like discover like what branding is until like i was working with a business consultant last year and because like you know there's multiple things that i want to do you know like i have the podcast like i wanted to get into event coordinating Um, you know, I sell body butter. I'm not super consistent. I'm working on it. Like, because it's like, I wanted to look a certain right. way, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I was, you know, I was selling it at work and trying to, you know, right. my friends from back home and stuff or whatever. And I still do it. But like, if I want to do it on a, like a mass right. production, like I just want it to look a certain way, but you got to start somewhere. Though. Yeah. I, I did start. That's and the I'm thing. Just like, oh. People are always like, this has to look this, this, and this. And then you look up and it's like, while you know, you're trying by. to get perfect, somebody already went out and sold 
$10,000 worth of lingerie or body right. butter because you were trying to get this logo together that people yeah. don't even care about. Yeah. And, and people do care. I'm, I'm not saying that people don't care about things that look presented well and packaged well, but what we think looks good and what the consumer thinks looks good is like two totally different things. Like right. We hold our own selves to a higher thing where it's like people are like, I'm gonna buy it because it's you, or I believe in the store, or I know it's good. Right, so. right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and I, when I was working with the business consultant, she mm -hmm. was kind of like explaining to me, like, you know, what branding is, right. and like, you know, as far as like the colors and, right. you know, how right. your website and it should look. Yeah. yeah, like those things matter. So if those I, yeah, yeah, like I just want people to know, like, you know, it's it's a process, and like just. I think a lot of it has to do with like also figuring out who you are as a person right. too like so that you can present yourself to the before world you do the like business. because like before I even did my website um you know I was just like how am I going to present myself right. to the world because like my name on since I think when no, when Twitter first came out, like 2009, mm -hmm. my name has always been like I'm five foot two. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'm just like, that's really childish. But like I, that's I you, like, yeah. That's, yeah, like I you am five foot two. But like now, like I'm, I've been really thinking about changing yeah. all my social media yeah. handles to like my website name, so right. it could just make sense. You know what I mean? And that's good too that we didn't touch on that, but that is. To go back to branding, it is a consistency, like down to like the fonts. Cause sometimes mm. people have websites and it's like, sis, you just need to use a basic aerial font. Right. It doesn't have to be, you know, I will say with that, like branding to me, like a lot of it is just keeping things simple. Mm. Everybody wants to have like these elaborate logos and it's like, you have to think about what is my color is going to look like on a website? What are these, right. what is this logo going to look like on a shirt? Mm. Can people read this logo if you ever sponsor an event and had to put your logo on a flyer? And it's like, I can't read what you said because you have this five color logo. That <laughs> people do that though. Yeah. People do that. And it's like, you know, um, another girl, a friend of mine, um, she does, her name's Vic, and she does branding. She talks about that where people, especially like people in our community, mm -hmm. we want to get these logos and we want to have like, this elaborate like my mimosa brand with six colors and it's like you don't really have to do this like <laughs> and people are, i promise you people are not buying based off of your logo if right they're buying is off of the quality it might be how you present yourself as a brand but they're mm -hmm. not buying because they're like oh my god her logo is so bomb it's like everything's professional it looks right and like, it I looks mean, it's, like, nice. it's, a, yeah. it's two different things because there are people who who will launch something and it's like their website has 10 colors and the fonts don't match and it's like when in doubt, just make it simple. Mm -hmm. Like, I promise you, you will catch more flies with honey than vinegar. vinegar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the vinegars have all them colors and fonts in your logo. Right. <laughs> so, I guess this kind of ties into the first question, but what steps do you feel like people need mm -hmm. to take to build a brand? Ooh. Um, I would first say just figuring out why you're starting your company. Like, what's why you're starting your company, what's your vision behind that and how do you want people to see it kind of mm -hmm. like what you were saying so just figuring that out i think sometimes we um sometimes we like we'll start and we don't have a narrow we don't narrow it down enough mm -hmm. like we're all guilty of that um so really just starting and narrowing down what you want your vision to look like like my lingerie even though i say it's for all body types i'm not marketing as a lingerie for everybody you know right or i'm not gonna market um you're not gonna do events and they're not gonna be for everybody right so the first thing is probably figuring out a niche mm -hmm. and that could be two or three things like when i do events i know my events are for like 
22 year olds to like 45 year olds like mm -hmm. they're probably of this certain demographic they're probably open to going to certain type of events like you have to narrow things down mm. um whatever you're offering if you're offering meal prep like who is your target audience are you targeting people who already go to the gym are you targeting you know like my uh, my cousin has meal prep and her her niche is that her meal prep is like still filled with like very soul food like enriching type food it's healthy but it's like it's gonna be good right um some red beans and yes, rice but it's still girl, good for you you know it's so good <laughs> So Make you go to the bathroom yes. type. She shit. makes it. <laughs> I'm dead. But um, no, really, like, really just figuring out a niche and then going from there. Mm -hmm. Like, and then keeping it simple. So sometimes I go to people's websites and I'm like, I just appreciate how simple your website is. Like, mm -hmm. it's black and white, but it's professional and I can find stuff versus like all this stuff everywhere. Doing the but most. that's the first step is, is that and figuring out what your particular brand needs. Like everybody needs a website. I don't mm -hmm. care who you are. But outside of that, what does your brand actually need? You know you need a logo on the website. Do you need social media? Like does your is your business gonna rely on that? Do you need you need business cards. Like figure out what you need and then just make all that consistent and do it at one time. Right. And make it stick. And then just being consistent, I think another thing, and we talked about this at work, which I guess they'll go into your other question about transitioning careers, but mm -hmm. um, our CTO, she was saying how, so for example, our superintendent, like we have this thing we put you out You work for the school system? Kind of. I work for okay. the Department of Education. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. said it and I was just like, mm, okay. Y'all don't be stalking me at work. Right. But, um, <laughs> but what was I going to say? Oh, um, basically, we were um we have like a thing we put out every year mm -hmm. and so she was talking to our superintendent because it's like hey things have to stick like i think that people forget that marketing takes time to stick like even with untamed like i've been a year in and now people are like oh untamed nights or this is this but it takes time like mm -hmm. they call it some people call it the seven touches the five touches but it's like it takes five six seven times for somebody to see your brand before it sticks mm -hmm. and that goes back to the other thing we're talking about rebranding it's like People, I just was finding out about Untamed, and now you're about to change it to living to get a local. Yeah. It's like we just we don't give things enough time to stick. Mm. I think we're not patient. Patience. I mean, imagine how long it probably took people to know what Nike was, right. or Apple was, or right. Beyonce. Like it wasn't the first single Destiny Child drop. Oh, it was for me, but I don't. I know mean, I remember, when I, was <laughs> like, I remember being in the car. Yeah, I was at the boys' girls' club. Period. Yeah, I, was I was like, like that's no, because no, no, that was no, my no. Phone. right. <laughs> time I heard it and I was in the car mm -hmm. and I was like this is my song yeah. like I was like little four or five year old right. like, but I'm saying that to say <laughs> it does take time though yeah. I mean everything takes time I don't think that we give things enough time to really just come to fruition it might take a year or two before people are like oh I've heard of the facts of life podcast like cool but if you if you're always rebranding and always changing you don't even give stuff enough time to stick Right. So that's what I would, that's, that's a, I guess a nugget I would leave is just once you get all your branding done, like just do the work. Yeah. Don't worry about if people recognize the name or not. Like doing the work will help people recognize the name. People right. are not just going to automatically, oh, well, Sheridan launched a charcuterie board, so we're just going to support automatically because we know that's not how it works. Right. So it's going to take 10 Time. times of doing an event with a charcuterie board and somebody's like, Oh yeah, you're the girl that does this. But people mm -hmm. do it one time and they're like, that's I got it. two likes on Instagram and this is and this and it's like that's not that's we, not how the world works. Like, right. We get caught up really, really fast. Like I know and like I'm gonna speak for myself mm -hmm. because you know this is a self reflective podcast. Right. We're self reflective. Right. Man. But like I 
you know, I had trouble with this podcast when I first started mm-hmm. too. But one thing I wanted to add to like taking the steps is people need to do research. That too. Research, yeah. research. And I'm bad research. about that. I yeah. will admit that. That's probably why I didn't bring it up because I don't do that. <laughs> I'm very like, oh, I want to do lingerie. Boom. Yeah. Like here we y'all just go. Jump yes. in. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the best at. And yeah. I say research because like I feel like. You know, now, like, with launching my website and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, come right. up with a brand and stuff, like, I read a lot before right. I even did this Especially website. Especially what you were offering. Yeah, yeah, like, and I was doing it by myself. Like, yeah. I don't, personally, I shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure we're out my words. Honest, I was like, we're having an honest conversation. But I want to say the right thing, like... <laughs> It was not in my budget at the moment to pay somebody. It's not, you know, to help me. You know, like I want to. So it's like you know, I had to do my own research. And like the business consultant, she was help. She helped me get a head start on what it is that I have now. But you know, and people ask me questions about starting a podcast, and like I be wanting to. Like I'm about to start getting to the point where it's like, look, a consulting fee. Yeah, Yeah. because it's like picking your brain. I be going searching online. To send them articles or to send oh, them no, videos, no. you know? I ain't doing all that. Right. If I, if like, I, it's coming from the dawn. If I have to right. do anything further than that, this is a consultation. Yeah. I'm clients. Right, like, right. And I haven't gotten to that point yet yeah. because I think, like, when I first started out with the podcast, mm-hmm. like, I kind of had to learn everything right. as I went along with doing the show, right. you know? And... <clears throat> A lot of podcasters out here were not very helpful. Yeah. You know, and, and so... Yeah. I mean, we live in a city where people are like, I'll help you to an extent, but... Right. Not really. So, it's like, I be feeling like, okay, well, I'll help you, you know, because, like, nobody helped me right. type of thing. But, like, now I'm getting to the point where people are just lazy. People are lazy. Yeah. But that's why people charge consultation fees. So, it's right. like, I mean, I've done marketing consulting, and it's like, people know, like, you're going to have to pay. And it, it feels weird. I think we just don't we have to shift our mindset of like feeling weird about charging people for yes. like you go to the doctor and pay them <laughs> pay copay, because, right? they spent, because they spent 20 years learning something you know right. so just like that you have to pay people who it's just like going to i mean get having a business consultant right you right know? yeah that's true that i will say i will admit that is my achilles heel only because i like to research certain things but i'm very like if i want to do something i'm gonna do it and then right. i'm just like because i am more so a learn as i go Versus, let me like research all this stuff. And I will say, I still had to do a lot of research to launch the laundry because it was a lot of just like finding a lot of information out, like vendors, like who do I want to work with. So it wasn't, I didn't really just jump, jump into it. But mm-hmm. with some things, I am very like, okay, like I've seen enough, like I got this, we good. Like, right. And then I'll just do it. But research is important. Yeah. And if you are gonna, and if, I think research is important too, just so you can know how to differentiate yourself. If right. nothing else, like, let me not just assume there's no other lingerie companies in Houston. Let me at least look and see what people are doing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I don't think I answered your question about the um, career thing too. I keep. Forgetting. Oh no, the we could uh, we could okay. go back to that because those are yeah later on. Um, what do you think people need to do, like, to take their brand to the next level? Ooh. Like, you have a brand, and you want to, like... Yeah. Not skyrocket, right. but you know. I would say figure out how to differentiate yourself and then be consistent with it. Okay. And I know that sounds simple. Like, people probably are looking for some deeper answer, but it really <laughs> is. I mean, it really is. I, I can 
only speak because we're in Houston, so I don't know how other markets are, but mm -hmm. it really is differentiating yourself and being consistent. I mean, right. I'm saying that because I've been doing events for like six years now. And right. it's like, it literally is finding how you differentiate yourself and then being consistent and providing quality. Right. So I think for something that I really pride myself on is if I have an event, like I'm going to make sure that event from like start to finish is quality. Cause I think right. a lot of, I think we live in a era that a lot of people see other people doing things and they're like, Oh, I'm gonna do it. Cause I see this person doing a podcast mm -hmm. and they have asked it, you right. know? And it's like, it, and that's something that a lot of people are guilty of and all I've seen it across the board mm -hmm. and it's not just, doing it it's providing quality mm -hmm. so if you're out here trying to do something just to get money from it it's gonna be it's people it's not gonna work. work yeah it's not gonna work or people can tell because you're really not putting your heart into something mm. so and i'm saying that for me because i've learned that with doing my marketing doing events doing lingerie it's like really just differentiating myself and then being consistent with it like right. it's not gonna like we were saying earlier it's not gonna take the first time you post a picture it's gonna take the 10th time and people right. are like oh, okay even with the lingerie or my events i have people that have watched me do it and then it's six and they're like oh okay i for sure gotta go to one of your events this year because they've been watching me do events for like a year right so it, it's a lot of people are just seeing how consistent you're doing it and if you're genuinely doing that because you enjoy it or are you also like just in it for the money right and can you okay and i want to touch on like you know being consistent because yeah. like for me you know with my podcast mm -hmm. and even doing the events like i was doing a like i did my first few events by myself right like no help right. from anybody you right. know so like it kind of discouraged me and like made me want to take a step back because i'm like who is is me right. you know like yeah. i don't have a person where i could be like hey right can you split this with me right. or whatever the case is so it's like how do you jump through those yeah hoops and especially like financially because you know shit yeah. costs money right you know <laughs> um like doing things that are within your budget you know like you mm -hmm. can still make a quality event like my first event was i did the level up and this was like 2000 16 2015 mm -hmm. and i don't think i had a huge budget but i, I was saw so backtrack i didn't have a huge budget but i also had built good relationships with people so for that event like i had vendors so that helped me offset some costs mm -hmm. but because i knew people that were gonna i was like okay i know what type of event i want to have it was like in december because i like having events like around my birthday it was mm -hmm. like going into the new year and um I knew I wanted the event to basically be like a love, like helping people level up for the next year. Mm -hmm. And so I had the vision for the event. I did what I could do within my budget. So I made like a really nice press kit. Like I made a really nice proposal. And then I reached out to people that I knew mm -hmm. would be interested. So I think where you lack in funds, you can make up for in relationships. And mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing that's helped me. Like I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't build relationships with people to have vendors and have sponsors and have um, people that will work with my budget too. So it's, I think it's a it's a twofold of figuring out what you can do within your budget, showing people that value, and then convincing them or encouraging them or influencing them to support your vision. Right. Um, if you don't have the people to collaborate with or split costs with. And then also, if you have a budget, you can make a bomb event for, I'm going to throw out a number. You can, if you, if you give me a budget, I can make a bomb thing. I'm mm -hmm. not saying just events, but whatever it is. And figuring out ways to work with your budget. So if I know, for example... 
um, me and a couple close friends of mine, we have a mentor program. Mm -hmm. And so last year, all of us were just like, we ain't got the money to rent no venue out to be doing a graduation. And so my good friend, she works at TSU. So we were able to use like this lobby area and we worked, we spent maybe $300 total on food, decor and something else. Food and decor. Mm -hmm. And we made that work. And people came and were like, oh my God, this is really cute. Like, I like how you went about it. So it's, even if your budget is limited, like, figure out how you can work with your budget to still make things look nice. Or still right. make your website look nice. Or still make your logo look nice or whatever. Because, and then there's some people who've launched businesses with zero capital, you know? Right. Um, like, for example, for me, um, with my current business, like, I'm going this year, I'm focusing more on doing, like, event planning for other people mm -hmm. and so right now I'm in a phase of reaching out to people just to help them to build my portfolio mm -hmm. so even if say you're launching a I'm gonna use the charcuterie board business again say you're launching a charcuterie board business you have no capital if you start say you're like I want to build my capital you can reach out to people and say hey I'm trying to launch this business and I want to work with you and I will work with you with your budget, like, just can I work with you to try to build my portfolio in capital at the same time? Right. Because you don't always have to have a website to launch. Right. Like, if it was me and I had zero capital, I would probably, depending on what the business is, I would probably say, like, a clothing line. I would go get pictures from online of the same people or, like, take pictures at home. Like, one girl I follow, she, um, I can't think of her name, but she has a modern day queen on Instagram and she has like different clothing. She does all her pictures. She takes really nice pictures, but she'll try on all her outfits and then she models the clothes and she puts them on her website. Mm -hmm. So just being creative, like you can't afford a photographer, you can't afford models, you can't afford certain things. Find the, like research, like you said, okay, if I can't afford a photographer, I'm going to get clothes in my size and take some really bomb ass pictures on my iPhone until I can build the capital up to do what I want to do. Right. And you know, that just made me think of, um, if you have an iPhone, if you have Apple products, right. you could go to the Apple store and they could teach you how to take pictures on your right. phone. YouTube, um, University. YouTube too, <laughs> but the classes at Apple are free. Oh, they have classes. And nobody goes. Like I, I they went. Have classes. Yeah, when I first got yeah. my laptop and I was trying to figure out GarageBand, yeah. like I went to the Apple store and for one of the I think it was like audio some audio type I did not of know they had classes yes yes and um nobody came so right. I had one on one time with the guy That's you know cool. but um my cousin she was saying that she wanted to um start a YouTube channel for her daughter okay and cause she likes to cook yeah so I was telling her about you know going to Apple yeah. and like getting help with you know figuring out iMovie on your right. phone or where a lot of free free resources out here free even that made me think about um like i know you have like a product like a jar type product mm -hmm. there's they have things where it's like you can't afford to have a photographer you can buy like a makeshift like box. white box yeah you know what i mean so it's so many things i think that we put so much pressure on ourselves that we gotta have ten thousand dollars to launch this dope brand it's like mm -hmm. just start where you are like there right. are people who have like I follow I follow a lot of people on Twitter who are like in the real estate industry mm -hmm. and this one guy was like how he did wholesaling for his first house with no capital Money. of his own you know mm -hmm. like there's so many YouTube is your friend yeah there's so many free resources out there and the, I mean Eventbrite like they have tons of stuff on Eventbrite where you can go to a free similar yeah. class you know what I mean it's just so many things I'm going to one next month I thought about you because I was like <laughs> she, she did ask 
to a homebody. Yeah. Well, there's so many free resources or at least like resources that are very affordable to learn how to do things. And I think if people would just take the time to start there. Cause I don't, I don't, I think in our generation, like a lot of people aren't starting out with a lot of capital. I mean, some mm-hmm. people are, but most people are like, I am starting from scratch. Right. Whether that's recording YouTube videos in my house with my phone, mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, whatever it may be, like you don't have to have $10,000 to start your dream. Right. That's where I'm at. I'm just like, even though it'd be nice. Yeah. It's just like slow, like slow progress yeah. for me. But it's like, you know, as I look back, I'm like looking from where I was right. when I first started the show or when I first moved too. here yes. you know like I had nothing like yeah. I didn't even have like eventually I got a laptop because yeah. like my laptop in college it broke yeah and then you know I got a laptop somebody bought me a mic you know and then you and know start I moved on somewhere. right you have to start from somewhere you have to start even with just the podcast even with consistency I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be consistent because I'm like that with my YouTube channel like I'm mm-hmm. like I gotta do a video every week and it's like I'm probably not gonna do a video every week yeah but that doesn't mean I'm not being successful I think to me consistency is just sticking with it like right. I think a lot of people just drop out of the race because they're like oh I didn't release a podcast in two months like right. it's over and it's like sometimes you might have a podcast every week and sometimes it's like yeah this is the first podcast I've done in a month right life life happens shit yeah. happens like it's just being being um being lenient with ourselves too and not being so hard on ourselves right because i was doing every week too and then like it was it started to become overwhelming it came a job yeah like, what am I gonna talk about this week and it's like sometimes right and it's like i need to break to right. like rest my brain from i think that's you know going it. a mile a minute you right. know what i mean so yeah thank you for that yeah. all right so let's get into the career questions um What's the best way to get into a new field or transition into yeah. a new field? Oh, oh it's okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Doing research. Um, for, so, I guess for me. So, I did transition, I guess, almost two years now. I left my job in March of 2018. I did not have another job lined up, but I was like, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I'll speak more so now because now I'm really interested in like the real estate and interior design industry. Mm-hmm. It's just positioning yourself. So I like paid someone to revamp my LinkedIn page to make mm-hmm. it more marketable. I paid someone to revamp my um, revamp my resume. I've been doing research and following people in that field Mm. and then also being intentional about what you want I think for me um because this last career change I made it wasn't more so intentionality it was like okay you have a month to find a job so when this came along I was like cool whatever yeah it's easy job Mm -hmm. I'm not complaining (laughs) um because I get to do whatever else I need to do but being intentional I think because even for a while when I have applied for jobs it was just more so like you just shooting darts and it's like what do you actually want to do right like I think a lot of times with careers we're just like we're just tired of our jobs so like we're just applying and that's not going to get you anywhere or it's going to get you in the same position you were in with the last job that's where I'm at that's right. why I'm that's like, like I got a job is like that yeah. yeah it's like you literally left another job to go to do pretty the much same the same thing, thing. I yeah. mean it's a little more like I have more flexibility but it's like you pretty much went from one house to the house next door. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just been intentional um, about the things that I apply for, intentional about salary. So I'm not even entertaining. I'm in a place in my life, period, across the board. I'm not entertaining things I know I don't want. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to even go on an interview if I know you're not 
offering the salary that I want. Right. Or I'm not even going to apply to a job just because it's a salary I want, but it's not what I want to do. Right. Um, I think just being intentional, because if you're not intentional with the energy that you're putting out, you're just, I mean, you're going to be stuck running in circles. Right. So I think a part of it is rebranding. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't really, we don't keep up with our resumes while we're at jobs. We don't keep our LinkedIn up. Um, and then if in researching what people who are in those jobs what skills they have so mm-hmm. like we were talking about certi- certifications earlier right do you need to get a certification mm-hmm. do you should you join this organization should you do this or that it's like for me a lot of it is just positioning yourself where you actually want to be right and whatever that may look like for you because every field is different but just doing research going to networking events like so many people don't utilize all the free networking events we have in houston right no. So that's 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 been my thing just in this year because I know I want to be in the real estate design field is positioning myself for that and not just assuming oh I'm gonna just do my resume myself and apply for these jobs but really rebranding to show people hey these are the skills I have and this is how I can apply these skills to this next career. Right. So people, if you're looking to get into a new, cause like I I've been doing like call center customer service yeah. jobs. And, like, now, like, I'm not really doing customer service, um, but it's just, like, clerical work. But, you know, but in the past when I've tried to get new jobs, like, I've had my friends help me with my resume and cover letter. And they just, nobody ever listened to anything that I was asking. I had to pay somebody this time around. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing currently. So, if you're somebody that's stuck in a job or, you know, you want to move on, like, you may just have to suck it up and pay somebody which I'm willing to do at this point well I'm in that phase (laughs) of my life I always tell people that in general like even with my business I'm not an accountant I'm a bookkeeper right like I don't I'm not um whatever else I'm not I'm gonna pay people to do things that they know how to do right and another thing too that it made me think of is um positioning yourself and and putting yourself in areas to where, like, so you were talking about with social media, like getting certifications. Mm-hmm. Like, with real estate, I've been reaching out to agents where it's like, can I just help you? Can I grow my skill set? Mm-hmm. Like, part of the reason why I started Southern Couture was because I wasn't, even though I was working in marketing, I wasn't being able to grow my skills to market myself for the next field. Mm-hmm. So, things that I wasn't doing at work, a lot of my skills have come from my freelance. So, I was doing websites and doing social media and doing this because at work, I was only doing basic level marketing events mm-hmm. so depending on what your field is you might have to go and say hey i know i want to be in fashion can i just shadow you for right. a little bit to build my skills up right and that might lead to something else you never know like so that's something else to think about just with people wanting to switch careers especially if it's a new industry figure out how you can get in that industry and maybe just you might have to just shadow somebody for a month for free and just learn from that person to build your skills too right yeah I think that's great because like and I I talked about this with my therapist like looking Mm -hmm. I'm reaching out trying to find a mentor yeah which I kind of I had a mentor for like you know as far as like the podcast goes but that didn't really work out right and so now like I'm just looking like I've been Mm -hmm. and I don't know what it is with guys but like no it doesn't work <laughs> like so it's I asked hard. these guys out here if I could like help them with their right. events or whatever and it was just like honestly and know, I'm saying this they, and people, people can take, we do the most people can take it for what it is yeah. but guys don't know how to separate business and personal it's not us right. it's definitely them it's like you it's hard it's harder working with men because it's just like 
I don't know. It's just when you when you reach out to men, it's just it's just a different. Yeah, it's like they don't want to take that. you serious. Yeah, I'm just they just don't know how to be professional with women, like, right? You know. Well, the guys that I reached out to, it wasn't like they weren't professional because yeah. they are, but I felt like they just weren't taking me serious yeah. or they didn't know how to like assist me or right. for me to shadow them or learn from right. them type of thing. And it's like, I get it, but it's like, bro, bro we all trying to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to steal from right. you or whatever or anything that's like that. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's definitely a crab in a bucket mentality that right. people have where it's like... I don't want to show you this because you might. And it's like, yeah, get so on like, exactly. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like are some roadblocks to watch out for when getting into a new field? Mm. Roadblocks. You mean once you get there or just trying like, to get there? Yeah, trying to get there. Probably I would just say it might take longer than you think it does. It's not going to, I think as you, in my experience, as you progress in your career, mm -hmm. it is, it's not as, it's easier getting an entry level job than getting, going from mid entry level to mid high, you know, mm -hmm. like I think, so I think to me, it's like when you're in a career, cause I've, I've been out of school since 14, so like six years now, mm -hmm. it's like now being in this mid level area is mm -hmm. harder and I say it's harder, but it's harder because I have certain quality, I mean, not quality, salary qualifications that I want for myself too, but right. it's just, it's a, it's just might take a little longer. I think that's the roadblock is just, it's easy to get an entry-level job because right. they like, whatever, you want to mm -hmm. do this, cool. But I think once you get to that mid-level, it's like, okay, they're looking for certain things, you're expecting certain things, and that might take a little longer to get on, find that career that's on the same page. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to get into the mid-level too. Because right. like this entry-level bullshit that y'all trying to pay me. Yeah, it's, it's like, not working. Like if I had a child, like I would not be able to survive But people do this. it though. And I'm like, how? I think about it all the time because <laughs> it's like my last job, what I was making. I mean, it's pretty similar to what I'm making now. But mm -hmm. people like make this and have like spouses and kids and I'm like I can barely support my lifestyle right Maybe. yeah I mean, that's like what you said earlier too like when we're talking about money it's like I also like to live a certain way right so you know that also comes into play with it but it's yeah. like how am I able to like I'm sitting here like dang like what am I going to sacrifice this month right and you able to survive with four people off this one salary that's right. crazy to me yeah I have to sacrifice a lot a lot it's of like, things are we sacrificing or is it like I know it's it's in the it's, like a, it's first world problems right like, and it's like the things that I'm sacrificing aren't things that like, I, I can't need. go to brunch this week yeah like, my roommate she asked me to go to brunch yesterday I was like I can't afford it. I'm yeah. sorry, cause like that's fifty to a hundred dollars easily. I'm just saying, like you know, you eat brunch, you get no, drinks. I was about to say, what are you buying? Well, you eat brunch, you get you drinks, to go. You gotta, you want to go to the next spot. hundred dollars. Well, I said fifty to a hundred. That's what I was like. Or maybe okay, thirty to eighty. No, it's your world. <laughs> I've spent at least like fifty dollars. No, for sure, fifty. Yeah, I think when you said a hundred, I was like, well, some people hey. get tables and yeah, sections. No, sure. Like I'm just. No, I don't like spending my money on sections though. You say you don't? Mm -mm. Okay. I was just talking to my friend about that yesterday. I was like, <laughs> I would spend my money on other things where people are just like, I can't believe she bought that. But it's like you talking about going in on a bottle? No, I'm not. Right. No, I'll come to your section. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull up, but right. I'm not putting my hard earned money into no two hundred dollar bottle that I could drink at home. Right. I haven't I haven't bought a section yet. Like I've obviously been in other people's sections, yeah. whatever. I mean when you're a woman, you can do that. Sorry, fellas. But right. you know, we ain't gotta do that. Exactly. But um But I've 
thought about it and I presented it to people and like not everybody's on board with this so I just don't make a big deal out of it. It's not. Well, it's hard getting people together for sections too. Like you want to do it people, and then yeah. when it gets closer it's like people are like eh, yeah. That's why I don't even bother bringing it up anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. If I ever did a section out of my own money it, it's going to be because I got a new job. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> celebration. Like, exactly. That's I got like, a new job or I'm moving or got engaged or something. Like, yeah. yeah it's going to be a celebration. Like, yeah. yeah. But not um, just because it's Sunday. Right. Or MLK Day. Right. <laughs> like people really be doing that shit every week and that's why I'm just like I cannot. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way. Like I went to brunch last week and like you know I got treated to brunch right. but if you know, if it was if if, if, if it, it went the other work. way, I would not be spending oh, that is. type of money. Yes. Yeah, like that's fifty dollars easily. Period. Like no. No, agree. It's that's it's, a bill. Well, my light bill. Houston, Houston <laughs> is like it's you pay fifty dollars just to breathe in a venue now. Right. You know what I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. Y'all charging me to get in the parking lot. Sad. I need to. We need. We need to invest in a parking lot. Who's down? People do that though. Like. We could be making Easy millions money. of dollars. Easy money. Yeah. They're making at least a couple thousand a day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For real. For That's real. smart. I'm going to look at some parking lots. Yes. Um, I think we kind of answered this, but because uh, we talked about paying somebody for resumes and co- cover yes, letters. I'm but definitely like, a fan of paying people for things that I don't know how to do because I'm not going to waste my time. For yeah. Money. So I was just going to ask, like, what are the best resources you can use when you're job hunting or career hunting? Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say LinkedIn. I mean, that's that's just been something that I've benefited from. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn or joining groups in that industry. So if you're in marketing, like go to American Marketing Association meetings. If you're, they have like national black MBA groups. They have, they have career groups, everything. If you're in real estate, they have real estate happy hours every week, every day. Mm. So finding, getting creative with putting, like literally I think it's just about positioning yourself in the right area. So Mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, but I think, I think to me, a lot of it is investing in a good resume. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of recruiters. Sorry guys, if you're a recruiter, but (laughs) well, because I just, I never use one, so I wouldn't know. There's a system to how recruiting works and it really doesn't benefit you. Mm -hmm. So just because of how they, recruiting firms are more so they are, trying to build a pipeline of individuals so that they need you they'll contact you but it's not they don't they're not working for you right at the end of the day yeah so i i wouldn't waste my time with a recruiter that's right. just my opinion mm-hmm. um sorry to my friends who may be recruiters but <laughs> that's my experience oh, that's good advice well, like, because, so I, for example i applied for a job and it, usually recruiting firms will at least tell you what industry it's in mm-hmm. so lady calls me like the same day and she's like hey you applied we let's bring you in i was like yeah so what industry is, is this in she's like well we're not able to tell you and i'm like we don't even talk about you know right. what I mean but that's because in my experience they'll bring you in they'll do an interview now they have you in their system you might find out the job already got filled when you got there so it's just I wouldn't waste my time with that I, w- mm-hmm. I would be intentional about LinkedIn and also applying on company websites mm-hmm. which is something I hate doing because LinkedIn has like the easy apply feature right but sometimes you actually have to go to the company website and really like apply Right. And I hate it. But yeah. um, I think it's more effective than the other options. But I think the first step is really just getting your resume professionally, like, edited. Done. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Because, like, you know, I said earlier, like, I was asking my friends to help me. And it was, like, it turned into arguments yeah. a couple of times. Because I'm like, bitch, I ain't asked you for that. Nah, I didn't you ask know? you. You know? And it's like, they don't know because they're, you know, 
well they they're your friends so they're like oh we're just gonna you know right but i tr- i trusted them because like you know a lot of my friends are in they have careers like they're right. social workers right. they're teachers they're one of my friends she's a behavior analyst mm-hmm. like and they you gotta get somebody that's that's does a resume i know and like you know i'm thinking okay y'all have good jobs y'all yeah. make more money than I do right. so like help me yeah you know so you know that was a lesson learned for me that I have to now go and pay somebody I have to learn that lesson myself though because I right. used to do resumes for people and then mm-hmm. I realized like I only know so much right versus people who this is their full-time regular thing right they know how to change word keywords in there they know right. how to do certain things where it's like I'm good at editing certain things but like really going above and beyond to position your resume for what you're trying to apply for mm-hmm. I will just give up my hard earned coins to yeah do that's exact um, and you know I'm not even mad about it I'm yeah. excited about it you know because like I spoke to the girl or whatever and you know I I explained myself mm-hmm. I felt like I explained myself well so yeah. that she can understand like what it is that I'm trying to do right. um, and one thing that stuck up to me like during the conversation is like I told her like in the past like I haven't applied to any other jobs besides customer service yeah. positions because like I didn't have any confidence right. in like the skills that I had right. and you I didn't have the skills it's just knowing right how to, how to portray yeah. it and like when I get in the interview like negotiating mm-hmm. and doing things like that so like one thing I will say is like um with finding a job is like you know one figuring out who you are right. what you want to do but you know having confidence in yourself and yes. like it took it took me years graduating yes. college to get to and this point yeah, yeah to be like okay well I know I deserve mm-hmm. this and this is what you know right. I'm gonna get so and not settling for less I think if right. you're in a position where you can tolerate your job don't just drop, hop to another job just to hop to another job like we that's all what I did I mean I've done it that's I did I it right and now. I was real sad yeah <laughs> I was like to, um, I was real sad when I it might have been my it. therapist it was her no I was on an interview and I was telling them and she was like well it sounds like you just left somewhere to go like to do something similar I was like what the time
not care if you're a black owned company. You know? I tried the, and that thing to do too. the yeah. support my people thing with the help working no. for them. Because usually they cannot offer the salaries that we want. That's just the reality of the situation. Or they don't want to. It's not professional. It's usually both. <laughs> so in my experience, I've worked for some black owned companies and it's like, you know, I love y'all, but y'all are not professional. Hot ass mess. Hot ass mess. So that and then also, um, it made me think about something else I was going to say with um, knowing your worth and then not, just not settling for less than that. Mm-hmm. I had something else to say, but I lost my train of thought. But just knowing, knowing your worth and not selling and not, oh, not letting also when you're applying for a career, and this is just my opinion, some people might say different, mm-hmm. um, don't always get sold by the idea of where a company says they're going to go. Like, for for example, I went on an interview for a black company and they were offering like $20,000 less. And it's a role that's like, I don't know who would take this amount of money for mm-hmm. the type of work y'all want done. Mm. And it's like, well, we're growing and we're going to be doing this and this year. And like, but what are you doing now? Like, right. I don't care about, right. oh, well, this, our company is going to be doing this next year. No, my right. bills don't care about that. These right. flights in front of book don't care about that. Right. This Cardinal don't care about mm. that. The Cardinal don't, don't give a fuck. Cardinal, and they will come and snatch it. <laughs> Right. So you're telling me, you know, but I think that's something that we we can kind of fall in a trap to of people trying to offer. Oh well, this has the potential to grow, and then it should have been already. Right. Don't don't try to come swindle me and say, well, next year we probably can give you no. Right. I need it now. Yeah, I hear you. Like I'm I'm not in a desperate position to. Take, take anything yeah yeah and i and, and people can sense that too because yeah. like i was at that point too like because when i quit my job yeah. you know like um that summer of 2018 like what was i doing um i was i had i had a part-time job at the liquor store uh-huh. but i was still looking for you know full-time right. work and like i was just taking anything and like the one company i was working for like um you know, he was a brother, mm-hmm. Not a brother. and um, <laughs> for real, he was a, a brother, and yeah. he was just so crazy. He was crazy, yeah. and like he had a hair company out okay. here, and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, it'll be cool, girl. He ended up firing me. He fired everybody because he just he was crazy. He was crazy. I I told a story on here, but what? Now I gotta go back. And looking back, something. like I'm just like this man. He didn't even have it all together, right. so it was like he would get frustrated with us mm-hmm. and me in particular because I was asking questions right. like this you know yeah, yeah it's not making sense and like he did not Actually, like he that he fired everybody he fired That's everybody crazy. I don't know what he doing now but I blocked him on all social media but I think but, that, but that that's a good point too. Is not moving out of desperation, right? In in every area of your life, like people right. can sense that, and then you make decisions because that's how it was for me. I quit my job in February of 2018, so I had a month mm-hmm. because they ended up paying me tomorrow. And I was like, as time went on, and I was just like, okay, well, you getting down to like your last, that's your last week of being able to get paid from them. So, right. what are you going to do? So, it's like yeah. looking back, would I have taken the current job that I would have if I had more time to mm. d- decide? Right. Maybe not, but that's what happens when you're in a place of like moving out of desperation. Right. So, it's like, please don't take a job. I thought that just applies to every area of life, though. Because yeah. I talk to people about this about relationships stuff. It's like, if you move out of desperation, you're going to attract some some crazy ass shit. Yeah. yeah. Versus just being content while you wait on what you really want to wait on. Right. And that was my biggest thing. Like when, cause I was working at a call center. I was mm-hmm. miserable as fuck. Yeah. Coming to work crying, like oh bawling. But that's real life though. Yeah. Like, that's when you know, you're like, I can't come here anymore. Yeah. Like, like I was at work crying. Yeah. I was 
late to work because I was home crying. Yeah. You know, like it was that bad. Yeah. So like. I made the decision off of an emotional, yeah. you know, and like, of course, I felt free afterwards, but I then mean, you drive off the parking lot, like, right, Bye. see y'all later, exactly. And then, when you know, that it was like a few months I was able to pay my rent, oh, and well, then after that, good. I needed help. I was like, that's how it was for me. Like, mine was it was getting to the point where I was just like, you know, when you start hating your job, where you're just like, I'm showing up late, <laughs> yeah, I'm here just calling like, out. We issues with our it was only like a few people that it was a small team yeah and so we were having a lot of issues we had like a lot of my friends had left we were down to like four or five people and i was like i can't do this anymore yeah and they were very surprised when i came in there and i told her and she was like what mm -hmm. i was like and she's like so what are you gonna do and i was like i don't know but right. i'm not i can't do this no more i think that really took her by surprise like she's quitting her job but doesn't have a job lined up right but a lot of millennials do that like my parents are like what yeah and I was like i'm gonna figure it out right yeah i think a lot of yeah. people our age do that because like i was listening to this podcast and it's called how's work and okay. so this lady she's a therapist in New York mm. and so she um, has people on the show when they talk about their jobs or yeah. whatever and this last podcast was about this lady where she was um, she had been at this startup company now it's like big yeah. but she'd been there for like 20 years and like she was on the podcast like bawling about quitting cause That's she was like time. yeah and she was like so nervous about quitting it's but I'm just like Older people, like, they are yeah. so comfortable where they at. They oh, don't yeah. like change or whatever. Well, our parents' generation, and I talked to my friend about this. When you think about our parents' generation is the first generation to grow up, like, out of segregation. So they were just mm. like, we're just trying to, like... Figure it out. We're figuring it out, and we're just happy to have a stable job. Right. Like, because yep. my parents are like that. They're very, like, they have great jobs, but they're very, like... I really enjoy where I work at. And I'm also like, this is a great stable thing like nope. we talk about that all the time mm -mm. and you raise these millennials where we like i'm out like because like gone. you know the job that i work at like all the older people there they've been there for like 20 plus years and they're know? not going nowhere right and they always tell me like oh you should this stay get the benefits i'm like fuck, fuck that <laughs> fuck that i don't fuck say that to benefits. them but i'm just like that's not going to but help that's how me. they operate though yeah i think millennials we've been afforded the, and it's it's a privilege like i would acknowledge that it's a privilege to be in a time where we can make those decisions because i right. didn't really have that option it was like y'all at first and second generation college students like Y'all just out here trying to do better than what came before. Right. So, but it's definitely, um, it's definitely, I, I definitely encourage people to take the leap of faith if you have the means to. And even if you don't have the means, I think that you will, I think our brains are wired to figure out how to make it work. Right. In, de in not desperate times, but in times of like, you got to make it work. Right. And I will say like, cause like when I was going, like when I was thinking about quitting and everything, or whatever like I was still going to therapy mm -hmm. but I just felt like she wasn't saying what I needed to hear yeah. at the time so it was like you know if you are in the position mm -hmm. where you want to quit your job or whatever um I know people don't like to hear this but just have patience you know like yeah 
I didn't have any patience. I was just like, this can't be the end all be all. And like, because I was having the episodes of crying. So you and didn't shit. have patience at your job? Yeah, just, okay. have, just have a little bit. If you feel like you yeah. can't do it, then yes. But well, you please. do get to your wits in though. Yeah. I've had friends, another good friend of mine, she was in a position who was like crying every day. Mm-hmm. Like, and then she finally did it. I would say have patience and also don't be surprised if everybody's not like kung ho when i like everybody in my family knew going leading into it like okay she's been tired at work like mm-hmm. the guy was dating time new but i didn't tell anybody like i went to work and did it and then called everybody and they were like okay so that's exactly that's funny i feel like that's exactly what happened i didn't tell my parents <laughs> i didn't tell the guy i was dating i went and everybody was like Okay, well, we're just gonna um support you as best as <laughs> you know, like right. But I think, I think my parents also knew, like, we know Sheridan, we know she's gonna like do you're whatever. Gonna, yeah, yeah, you're gonna figure it out because right. you're not. Because I've always been that child when I when I was old enough to make my own money, I was like, I'm about to go get a job, right? Just because I don't want to ask you for money. Yep. So you'll figure it out if you want to figure it out. I, it's another good friend of mine. He's not working right now, and I was just like. Even if you're in between jobs, don't beat yourself up. Like, also, take that time to enjoy it. Like, if you're off for a month or two, like, volunteer. Go do mm. some stuff you've been wanting to do. Yep. Like, enjoy being at home. Like, I enjoy, did that. Mm-hmm. I did all of that. Like, I was going to lunch with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I think I quit right before, like, South by Southwest. I was able to go to South by Southwest for, like, a week. Right. Because I was like, well, I'm not working. So, right. you have like, the don't beat yourself up overnight having you know like don't beat yourself up over not having a job like i know we tie a lot of our worth to working, what we can do yeah. and working but if you're off for a month and you can support yourself sleep in work out like find some new hobbies go yep. to a museum like yep. travel and go visit your friends don't just right. be in the house depressed for a month right yeah i definitely miss the freedom of not having a job <laughs> Do I, I miss the lack of income? No, but I miss... I was getting very comfortable. Yeah. Like, I was like, I could be a housewife. This right. Is great. Yeah. I, really doing I loved it. Yeah, I ain't gonna I was lie like, to you. I was going to lunch with my friends. Like, I was, like, sleeping in. I was mm-hmm. working on, like, this ebook that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the days would go by fast. So, right. I was like, as long as I'm working out mm-hmm. and not being in the house depressed, like... Right. Right. I just enjoyed the... Fr- I do miss it. Yeah. I definitely do. Definitely. <laughs> um... So, how can people find you, get in contact yes. with you, uh, go to your events, buy some lingerie? Yes. Um, so, lingerie can be found at untamedlingerie.com. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram is Sheridan LeBay. I'll just give it to you to put in the bio. Yeah, you can spell. text me all of that. Yeah. yeah. Sheridan LeBay on Instagram and House of Untamed on Instagram, Untamed Laundry on Instagram. Um, I'm also on YouTube, so this interview will be on YouTube as well. But, yes. Um, yeah, those are the places you can find me. You okay. call me on one of them, then you can find me on the others. Right, so it's all it's all there. It's all tied. I make mm-hmm. sure everything's all linked together. So. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for thank coming you. on the show. I really appreciate Hopefully it. Hopefully, we inspire somebody to get their career together or their yeah, or their brand. Yeah, because yeah. it's all tied. I think right. that it's it's. If you do it the right way, you can tie everything into just you as a person. Right. I agree. I agree. And the main thing today is having some patience. Yes. For real. Having like, patience. Yes. Yes. Thank where you. can they find? Where can people on YouTube find? Oh, them? on on YouTube. Um, well, for the for the viewers, how can they find? All right. So I am. Oh, the podcast is Facts of Life mm-hmm. podcast on Instagram. Yes. 
um facts of life pod on twitter i really don't use it that much um but just yeah just in case um and then i do have a website it's called i'll give you yes. the link <laughs> she but like, it's both have hard names right so it'll just be in the yeah it'll be in the bot in the description yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I have a website, so you can learn more mm -hmm. about the show on the website. Um, but yeah, and then um, for the podcast listeners, you know, you guys can find us on Facts of Life Podcast, mm -hmm. Facts of Life Pod, Facebook is Facts, Facts of Life. Mm -hmm. I'll be forgetting about Facebook. I know, Facebook is Because I barely use it. it, but it's like so many people use it. I'll be on Facebook. Uh, I, I use Facebook a lot for my events. That's why I usually put like the photo albums mm, from events and stuff. I got you. That yeah. makes sense. I need to start. I'm I'm going, I'm trying. Because, like, I noticed that <clears throat> when I put things on Facebook, like, you know, it's a lot of older people. Mm -hmm. And they want to support, so they do, right. like, look and stuff. So, you gotta I'm going to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to work on it. Um, but, yeah, thank you again for thank joining you. the show. I appreciate you. Yes. And See thank you guys later. for listening, right. watching. All of that. Yes. Peace.